Hey, hey, welcome back. I know you are going to love today's episode because it is a piece of the puzzle when it comes to nutrition and health that often I feel like we forget. I am really big on nutrition and making sure that our diets are set up correctly and not under eating and then solid workouts and including those together to get your best bang for your buck when it comes to health and fitness. But I feel like oftentimes we forget there's another piece sometimes to the puzzle and that is gut health and hormone imbalance. If you are struggling with one of these issues, it doesn't matter what your workout looks like or if your food's balanced. If there is a hormonal issue, it's going to be hard for you to reach your goals. So I am super excited today to have dietitianist Esther Blum on. She is amazing. She is a four-time best-selling author, and she is an integrative dietitian and high-performance coach. She has helped tons of women with their hormones and their gut health. She is super passionate about helping others conquer their chronic health struggles, and she's worked with literally thousands of women to eliminate their need for medication, help balance their hormones, and just recover from chronic illnesses. Esther is widely respected in her industry, and she is the best-selling author of Cave Women Don't Get Fat, Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous, The Secrets of Gorgeous, and Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous Project. She was voted Best Nutritionist by Manhattan Magazine and has also appeared on The Today Show, Dr. Oz, Fox News, and she's also been quoted in E! Online, In Touch, Time Magazine, The New York Post, The Los Angeles Times, Bazaar, South Cosmo. Like, could the list go on and on? She is amazing. I'm not even kidding, and I'm so excited that she is here with us today. I hope that you pick up nuggets that she drops because she is laying down gold nuggets all over the place about things to pay attention to, types of tests to get done, what to be aware of, how often we like forget about this piece to the puzzle of like making ourselves truly healthy. I think we think that health is just like a look, but health is how you feel too and how you feel affects how you look. So today let's get into it. I know you guys are going to love her and I hope that the information we talk about today is helpful for you. And today's show sponsor is Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth is a bedding company, and my favorite is their sheets, but they have duvets, pillows, they even have sleepwear. And let me tell you why I personally love them. When I am pregnant, I am always hot. When I am postpartum, I am having hot flashes, and (laughs) I am also always hot. I know a lot of women go through menopause, and they go through these hot flashes as well. The other thing is, my husband and I have very different temperatures. When I'm not, you know, any of those things, he's always hot and then I'm always cold. So I love these sheets because they are temperature regulating bedding. It is so cool. So what they do is they transfer excess heat away from the body up to three times faster than regular bedding because of the material they're made out of, which is bamboo. And they're totally chemical free and they are super, super soft. So everyone's going to sleep better and it's going to be a good fit for them. The best part is... I'm getting you 40% off their entire site. I am so excited for you to try their sheets because they are the best and they really have helped us sleep a little bit better since we do have different temperatures and they are super soft. The code is SIMPLE40. That is the highest discount code you will find anywhere. I promise you will not find higher than that. SIMPLE40 and you get 40% everything off their site. I have the bamboo sheets. I love them. If you're pregnant, postpartum, going through menopause, have a different temperature than my husband, I highly suggest trying them out. And I know that you're going to love them just like I do. I will also add a link in the show notes directly to the ones I have and to the site. So I hope you love them. Simple 40, 
cozy earth bedding. And for me, the bamboo sheets are a must. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. Hey, Esther, how are you? I am seriously so excited that you're here today. Ah, oh, thanks for having me, Andrea. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, I, as you know, I work with clients and a lot of times, you know, as we're building their macros and as we're working through things, I can see as a trainer that there is a hormone imbalance or a gut health imbalance. And I can see that piece, but that's a piece that's not my expertise. So when I stumbled upon you, I was like, I have to have her on the podcast because that is her area of knowledge. And she is going to be able to really explain things so much better than I would be able to. And even in a deeper, obviously, way, since that's your area. Yeah, let's jump right in. So first, I want you to tell me about yourself and how you began, kind of so girls, you know, the girls on the line get to know you. So I went into clinical dietetics, not because I had any deep burning health issue to solve or really, um, or any personal reason. I did it more because I love the sciences and I grew up in a family of doctors and nurses and pharmacists. And my mom was a nurse. My dad was a doctor. My grandfather was a surgeon. My grandmother was a dietitian who my grandfather trained to be the anesthesiologist. So um, I grew up watching my dad and my grandfather make house calls. And we always talked about medicine and it just came very naturally to me. So I got a bachelor's and a master's in clinical nutrition, and I worked in hospitals for five years and felt like I really was, I mean, I loved, don't get me wrong, I love clinical dietetics, but you're really not changing anyone's life when you give them 10 minutes of diet instruction, send them on their way and never see them again after they just had a major cardiac event or were in liver failure or had diabetes. So um, I... And I was frustrated that I had two degrees and didn't know a darn thing about supplementation or how to really treat people on a deeper level. So I went and got certified in functional medicine and um, have been doing this now for over 27 years. I've written four books. You can go to estherblum.com. That's my website, E-S-T-H-E-R-B-L-U-M. And really, um, since then, it's enabled me to treat people on a much deeper level. And I often uncover things that doctors miss. I have helped my clients get diagnosed with diabetes and autoimmune conditions and all these things that were completely overlooked. Um, I help women who've fallen through the cracks. The most women who come to me have been to five to 10 doctors. And I do tests that not a lot of other practitioners do, or they'll do one test, but not the other test, or they don't do the blood tests I do. So I treat my clients the way I would want to be treated. You know, I fell through the cracks in the medical system for so long and I just have had it. I've really had it. So I'm actually writing my next book on menopause. It'll be my fifth book. And again, it's going to teach women how to balance their hormones and go through menopause with a functioning gut and a functioning brain and feel really amazing throughout. I love that. I love that because a lot of times clients will come to me and I say, 
you need to go get a blood test or you need to, and they'll go to the doctor and they'll come back and said, well, they, they said it's fine. And I'm like, well, what did they test for? And they'll be like, well, they said my thyroid alone is fine. And I'm like, well, what test did they do? What layers, what, you know? And so I believe you when I'm saying they're falling through the cracks. And so I'm so happy that there are people like you who are like, no, I'm there. I'm there to catch you when you, when you fall I'm there through. to catch you. And I advocate for you. And I have a list of doctors who I send people to who work virtually um, to get their blood test done. And yes, they're out of pocket, but you save all the time in the world and all the hassle and all the aggravation versus me being the advocate, but going back and forth with your doctor and the doctor's office says no, and the insurance company says no. So sometimes it is easier to just go outside the box. I agree with you. I think sometimes we think, oh, that's so much money. It's like, what is your health worth? The rest of your life, you live in your body. And I want to feel good in my body the rest of my life. And if I'm having a problem in my 30s, 40s, 50s, I've got a long time to live that I want to figure that out, you know? So I think sometimes it is worth going outside the box. So what are do you feel like are the most common health issues that women struggle with today when it comes to gut health and hormones? Like what are what are we missing right now? Oh my gosh. Sleep and stress management are totally missing. I am absolutely gobsmacked at, and, and concern, quite frankly, at the volume of people who sleep with a phone next to their head. That's fascinating because I just listened to a podcast today where they were explaining that and how it can even be bad for like your fertility and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, think about it. So 5G is military grade technology and radiation. Do you actually want that level of radiation? That was never meant to be in cell phones in our pockets near our reproductive organs. Yes. Women who put phones in their bras, no thank you. Or even in your brains, you know, the phone, so women going through perimenopause, menopause, or just horrible stress suffer from insomnia. And then they wake up and they look at their phones. I'm like, no, you're giving a shot of blue light straight to your brain and you're shutting off your production of melatonin. And so there goes a good night's sleep. There goes your growth hormone. There goes your insulin management. There goes your gut healing. So I say, listen, I understand some parents are caregivers. Some have children with special needs. You need the phone because the apps are connected. For those people, and you know who you are, and it's a necessity, sleep with a phone a minimum of 10 feet away from your bed. But for the rest of you clowns out there, put your phone away, shut it off. Like I shut my phone off at 8 p.m. It's just not necessary. If somebody really needs to reach me, they'll show up at my doorstep. (laughs) So nothing good happens after eight. You're only scrolling on social media. Nothing productive is happening on your phone. So shut it off. I am able to get people feeling better and losing weight when they are sleeping through the night. It's pretty amazing. That makes sense. What about like the nursing moms? Like, what do you do with them? Because they can't help their sleep. So would you say for those women, you need to focus on stress management then? Like what you can control? For nursing moms, you know, um, if you need a nightlight, make sure it's an amber light, not a blue light. Yeah, you can wear blue light blocking glasses, but try, I mean, I used to change my baby's diapers in the dark when he was a baby. He's now 14, but I I changed diapers in the dark. Yeah, he peed all over me. I was like, all right, whatever, I'll clean it up tomorrow. But where I went wrong as a nursing mom was I was always on my Blackberry because you're bored, right? It's a lot of time sitting in that chair, but in the middle of the night, if you can train yourself 
to just nurse, you know, no more than 15 minutes aside, because then your boobs empty, get the baby off, get them back to sleep, get yourself back to sleep, you'll fall asleep much better. And I have to say that Blackberry room and living in New York City, where we didn't have blackout shades in every room, we only had them in the bedroom. So I would go to the living room and nurse and it, it really destroyed my sleep for years and years after it took me a long time to get my sleep back. And that to me makes sense because while you can't help that you have to wake up to help, you know, to feed a baby, you can help that you are doing the most you can in that moment to not wake up your brain fully. That's right. And so that makes total sense. So you would feel like just that connection with the phone, this, you know, with the stress and the sleep. Yes. And people are so addicted to their phones. I mean, when I tell them not to be on their phones at night, people look at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) Like, well, you're, you know, you're struggling and I'll point out to them, but here are your struggles. Or do you want to fix those or not? And if you want to get something, you have to give something up. So if you want to get radiant health, you've got to make some lifestyle changes. I'm a dietitian, not a magician for Christ's sake. So <laughs> really, you know, you've got to change your lifestyle and think about how to unwind at night, like taking a bath, doing deep breathing, um, reading a library book, not like a book on a screen on your iPad or the Kindle. You know, the blue light, I, I know blue light blocking glasses really help, but There is something so bright and problematic with the technology and with the phones. And, you know, once you're on the phone reading, then you're going to get texts coming in. Then you're going to get, you know, you're going to say, let me check my Instagram one more time because you want that extra dopamine hit. Got to learn the importance of downtime and letting your brain just stop thinking and doing so much. It's got to get quiet. No, I agree with you. I used to wake up even in the morning, first thing in the morning, like you said, we grab our phones and it yeah. almost, you know, pushes the stress level for the day already because what's everyone doing? What's they doing? You know what I mean? All the messages coming in. And I remember when I first wake up, I like to read my scriptures. And I remember I noticed when I was reading them that I was ever never actually reading because I was doing it on my phone. And I'd see a text and then I'd see a news article. And then before I know it, I was wasted two hours. I don't even know what I was doing. So I had to say, no, for now on, I actually have to pull out a book and I have to read it. Like, or I need to pull out, you know, something I think is important, even, you know, any type of reading that I want to do in the morning or the meditation. And I had to do it that way because instantly once I snapped on that phone, I completely lost all focus, all connection with my mind, all ability to think things through and meditate. And I didn't even notice it. Beca- I became like a zombie. Yeah. Or a mommy, as I call yeah. it. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> So So what would you say are some other signs that people have gut health issues or hormone imbalances? I know that you're saying a lot of those do come from stress and lack of sleep, but what are some other signs that we could all look for? Because I know that's a common one and people will say, well, how do I know? Oh, well, A, you can have, you know, a lot of gas and bloating. And if you look like you wake up with a relatively flat stomach and you go to bed looking like you're between five and nine months pregnant, That tells me there's an issue because bloating is not supposed to happen like that throughout the day. Um, You know, when you were pregnant, right, like you start off small by the, I call it the lunchtime transformation. Well, the same goes for bloating, gas, constipation. Okay. If you're not pooping every day, you're not taking out your internal trash and you're not detoxing estrogen. And most people will go to a doctor or gastroenterologist. They'll say, that's normal. Normal is a word for either I don't know what you have, so I'm going to call it IBS, right, and some umbrella diagnosis, 
Or it means, well, I see it all the time in my practice and it's common. Neither are true. Are Just because it's common doesn't make it okay. Yeah. You are supposed to poop. Think about how you were as a baby. You're supposed to poop one to three times a day and your poops are supposed to look like brown sausages that are solid and formed. If you are passing undigested food, if your stools are pale and colored, if you see oil droplets floating in the toilet, um, if you see pencil-shaped or ball-shaped stools, all of those tell me your digestion's off, you have some inflammation. You may also notice a lot of brain fog. You can notice fatigue and lethargy, especially after you eat your meals. Um, you can notice lots of cravings. Right. Uh, and well, that and that can be, you know, many things too, adrenals and but uh, and, and insulin management. But the other thing is, too, if you are noticing that you cannot lose weight and you're really struggling or you have an autoimmune condition or you have some chronic illness or difficulties regulating your immune function, you know, you always look for your gut. Chances are you have gut inflammation, you could have pathogens, Heart, heartburn and reflux is another sign you've got gut issues, potentially H. pylori, if it's not a structural thing like a hiatal hernia. So all of those indicate some inflammation, either a presence of bacteria that should not be there, and your stomach acid is very low and have enabled the unhealthy bacteria to kind of worm their way in and and proliferate, right, and, and get in and dominate the dojo. Okay. Or it could mean, you know, as I treat a lot of menopausal women and a decline in estrogen and progesterone leads to uh, a loss of that beautiful mucosal lining in the gut, right? So then all of a sudden you can't tolerate gluten, you can't tolerate dairy. Well, what happened? You developed a leaky gut due to hormone imbalances, so, you know, there's so many indicators that your gut function is off, but some people are more symptomatic than others, but usually the people I treat really know there's a problem. So typically you're saying, which makes sense to me, all those things um, spread out would maybe feel normal, but when they're consistently happening on a consistent basis, like, yeah, bloating happens. But when you're feeling bloated every day, when you're having you know, not regular stools, when your stools are always looking off every day, when you're noticing those things, brain fog every day, then that's a sign that you probably need to figure out what's going on if you want to feel better. Absolutely. And guess what? Like the healthier your gut is, the easier it will be to get pregnant if that's what you want, the easier it will be to maintain your weight and your body fat and control your inflammation because food sensitivities can make you retain quite a lot of water. Um, and the easier it will be to go into menopause because your hormones will have an easier time, you know, staying in check, the healthier the lining of your gut is, and you won't suffer with so much anxiety and depression because 90% of your neurotransmitters, your feel good neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine are manufactured in the gut. So I do a lot of hormone testing and I look at organic acids in the brain and I have many patients tell me who are on antidepressants, like they, they'll tell me they're on antidepressants. And they say, I don't know if they're working. And I look at their tests and their dopamine and serotonin metabolites are pretty low. So I'm like, they're not reaching the receptor site. So you really have to work on the gut. And so between myself and their psychiatrist, we wean them off their antidepressants and they feel absolutely fine. They didn't need it. 
they needed because it wasn't working in the first place. Like their gut health. That's right. And so you know, the the gut is really the epicenter. It's the command room of your body. It regulates your immune function. I mean, seventy percent of your lymph nodes line your intestinal tract. So if you have hormone imbalances, um, if you have usually the gut has inflammation due to um, chronic stress, because when you're in a place of chronic stress, right, or you're in a fight or flight mode, your body doesn't want to digest food. It wants to um, redirect blood to your extremities. So you can run if you're in a dangerous situation or you're under threat. The body can't tell, by the way, like your stress, if it's work stress, or if it's bona fide dangerous situations, it can't differentiate between the two. So your stress causes you to be, you know, your whole sympathetic fight or flight nervous system to be on overdrive. So as a result, your stomach acid production drops because your body doesn't want to make it. It says, I don't need to digest right now. And over time, without enough digestive fire, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that's when all the overgrowth happens, the stuff hits the fan, and it things go awry. Chronic stress, um, pollution, you know, our, our tap water, something as simple as tap water, like filtering out chlorine from your tap water is great. Chlorine really interferes with healthy gut bugs. Having a dry house, you know, mold can really annihilate gut bacteria. Stealth infections like Lyme can annihilate gut bacteria. If you feel like that's an overwhelming place to start, just start with the basics, like eating real food, eating nutrient-dense foods on the outer aisles of the grocery store. Your protein, your poultry, your fish, your eggs, your meats, those are all real food that your body understands and knows how to digest and break down. Your root vegetables, your potatoes, your sweet potatoes, your um, if you can tolerate beans or grains like rice or seeds like quinoa, um, those are all very nutrient dense as well. And then good quality uh, vegetables and fruits, of course, and good quality fats like avocado, olives, olive oil, nuts and seeds, real butter, all of those. When you put, you know, 80 to 90% of your diet is comprised from those food groups, like, and, and you get rid of maybe the gluten and dairy for a little while, give your gut a rest, you'll heal up. I mean, that's like a healing foundational diet. I actually wrote a whole paleo diet book for women on that called Cave Women Don't Get Fat. And it, it shows you kind of what an ancestral diet looks like. Most of us, where we screw up or, or fall from grace is like caffeine, excess caffeine, excess booze, which will also kind of kill off that good bacteria and too much sugar, which feeds the bad bacteria. It's really, most of us know like, yeah, we should be eating salads. Yeah, chicken breast is better than a donut. But, <laughs> but then when we're stressed, we go for the chips and we go for the wine or the tequila or vodka, whatever. And then, you know, we start snorting lines of chocolate chip off the countertop. So <laughs> that's where we fall from grace. I, it's so true. And I love that you said, you know, when it comes to the end of the day, start with hugging the outsides of the grocery aisle. Cause it's so true. All the good stuff is all the way on the perimeter. And I love that you pointed that out, that if you're like, I don't even know what to buy, stick with the perimeter then. <laughs> I wanted to back to where you said, you know, about progesterone being off and estrogen. Do you notice more gut health problems with women when they are recently postpartum? I don't know if they are or aren't. I was just curious about that because there is such 
a change and shift in hormones, I would think it would throw off your gut at the same time. Is that happening? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Uh, I, again, I don't work with a ton of postpartum women, but I know personally, yeah, that's when I, I went through horrible changes and insomnia at that time. So, and my doctor kept saying something is off with your gut, you know, something like your neurotransmitters must've been off. Something was really off. So well, that's also a good time to get a, a test and figure it out. Cause I felt like that was a time I struggled, yes. you know, with my gut health, even where I felt like I'm, I'm just a mess more. It was more than just not sleeping a ton at night. It, I could feel that my gut was off during that time period. Oh, yeah. And I was drinking a beer every night to help me in my milk production. But oh, my God, I must have been a big yeast bomb at the time. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, sure, that didn't help. But and it, it works in the sleep situation, right? So it's a vicious cycle. How do you help people like get to the root cause of their illnesses? Like when they come to you, where do you start with them? Like what blood tests do you suggest? Like where do you start with them when they're saying, I have, there's something going on with my gut. I think it's messing up my hormones. Hormones. I test. I never guess. So I test. I do three types of testing. One is blood and I do full metabolic panels. So I'll look at everything from vitamin D and red blood cell magnesium to complete thyroid panels. There's about five or six thyroid tests in there. I know that's a common problem because people will tell me, well, he did one test on my thyroid. And I'm like, no, there's a lot of things that test about the thyroid. You know, yes. that, that is complex in itself. Yes, it's complex in and of itself, for sure. Um, I will also look at insulin and fasting glucose and hemoglobin A1c. I will look at inflammatory markers like lipoprotein A and uh, CRP, and I'll check homocysteine. So, um, and of course, cholesterol and triglycerides. So I do a lengthy panel that and I'll check autoimmune markers to just cover all the bases. And that's often just doing those simple things are how I pick up, you know, one of my clients, I was like, you know, you're type two diabetic. No, my doctor never told me that. Or look at your antibodies. They're through the roof. You know, you look like you're presenting Hashimoto's. Oh, okay. My doctor, I've had one patient, like she said, she had those results two years in a row and her doctor never did anything until she questioned him about it. So why do you think that happens? Because I have had people say that. Is it because the doctor isn't, um, I think we see a lot of times like our OBs or something, or they'll see primary care. Are they just not is it like an expertise that they aren't good at? So they just kind of avoid it. Does that make sense? Because I feel like that happens a lot. Even with people I work with, they'll say, my doctor said I was fine. And yeah. I'm like, no, you're not fine. I know there's something going on. Yeah. I don't know the answer to your question. I don't know if it's a time issue, a lack of training, you know, I, I'm really unclear. It's baffling to me. But yeah, um, to get back to the testing. So I do uh, a Dutch test that's a dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. And that tells me um, the production and metabolic pathways and your methylation, which is your detox of 21 different hormones. So I look at seven estrogen, seven progesterone, seven testosterones, and I look at your pathways because, um, you know, you could be producing in a robust way, but your estrogen, you know, your liver could be pushing your estrogen down the wrong pathway that sets you up for inflammation and or cancer risk. Well, if someone is menopausal and wants to start hormone replacement, we don't do hormone replacement until we fix the methylation pathways because 
My goal is not to have anyone, uh, you know, at risk for cancer. Or if someone has a uterus removed, then again, we look, we do a comprehensive Dutch test because I need to see, well, can you tolerate a little progesterone that will oppose your estrogen? So we make sure, you know, I make sure everyone is doing okay. And also I look at your morning and metabolized cortisol because that tells me a lot about your sleep and your stress. And it can also give me a good window into your thyroid function, especially if your cortisol really peters out mid-afternoon. And then I'll also look at your organic acids to see if you're producing serotonin and dopamine, if you're producing melatonin, if you're deficient in B vitamins. So that enables me to put together a really comprehensive supplement and or hormone recommendation plan. And then I also do the GI map. And I love that test because it really does talk to the Dutch as well. It tests in particular beta-glucuronidase, which tests not only inflammation, but it can show whether or not you're recycling estrogen in the gut. And that's really important because if you're not pooping every day and you're constipated um, and you're not getting enough fiber and your gut bacteria are off, you will keep recycling estrogen if you don't clean that up. So you want to make sure you're excreting estrogen you know, what comes in must go out. Um, and then I also, of course, check for pathogens that don't belong there. I look for H. pylori. I look for parasites, bugs, worms, protozoa. And then I also check out your digestifier. Are you making digestive enzymes? Are you absorbing your nutrients? Do you have a leaky gut? Are you gluten sensitive? So and what are your inflammatory and autoimmune uh, markers like? So it between those two tests, again, I look at supplements, I clean up diet. We talk a lot about lifestyle. Some people are, you know, over-exercising. That can actually lead to a leaky gut too. Um, and it can lead to uh, adrenal burnout, especially in your 40s and 50s. So, you know, I talk to my people, right? What do you need to eat? What, what foods do you need to nourish your body? What thoughts do you need to nourish your body? Can you meditate at night? Can you say no to some things? Can you dial back your exercise to more walking, which is still the most amazing fat burning exercise? And can you do some strength work? If it's weights, if it's Pilates, uh, you know, bar work, whatever you can do to activate the muscle is beneficial. And doing those simple shifts and adding in some supplements and or hormones. Like I get women who go from being depressed and very anxious and teary um, and very emotionally raw and not sleeping through the night and bloated and low libido to like restoring their bodies where they're sleeping through the night, they're feeling better, their energy's consistent throughout the day, the brain fog goes away so they're alert and awake and feel balanced as a result. And none of this is like particularly hard. In fact, people don't often eat enough on my programs. Um, I have to get them to eat more. <laughs> no, that's actually really common. I have to increase a lot of my clients' food intake. That's really common. Everyone yeah. thinks the way is by starving. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah. Not anymore. That works great in your 20s. Your body, you'll be writing checks your body can't cash by the time you get to 50. A hundred percent. Yes. So it's, again, it's, it's simple and people love to make things complicated. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be complicated, but 
if you if you don't do the right testing, it will be. So do the right testing out of the gate. Work with a practitioner who does this all day, every day, who sees people like you and who gets them to the other side of functionality. I know you mentioned the Dutch test and a bunch of other ones, and there's a ton. And I love that you're saying, I don't guess. I, I do all my testing and then I, I can tell them what's wrong. I assume you take medical history into that as well. I do. I do a comprehensive medical history. I look at blood work over the past year. And we, and we also look at the whole person. I look at, you know, whether or not there's a history of trauma, whether there is a history of eating disorder or disordered eating or an unhealthy relationship with food in your body. You know, all of those pieces come into play. You're, you're a human. You're not a robot. And just because we're working on your gut and hormones doesn't mean you get better if you don't have the emotional support. So I partner with people. I really get to know my clients very well. Many of them become close, close to me. I become close to them because there's a lot of trust and dynamics in there, right? And as a result, you know, they get to become better advocates for themselves. They understand how to speak up, whether it's in a doctor's office, a friendship, a marriage, a parenting role, you know, they find their voices. It's empowering to find, to be struggling with something and then to take the time to figure it out. Yeah. And then to see a roadmap out of it. That is actually yeah. to me a very empowering in, in any circumstance in life to be like, this is a struggle. Now with the testing that you're talking about, I can get, you know, some exact answers and then have a doctor help you with supplements and diet and exercise and balancing out to get your roadmap to where you actually want to go. Yeah. And it's, you know, some people are intimidated. They're like, I don't think I need all that testing. I'm like, oh no, trust me, you need the testing. And for some people, it's too much information. So I try to just streamline it and keep it simple. But, and and listen, I tell them, you don't have to think about what you're doing. I'm thinking about it. You just show up, keep your food logs. I'll tweak what needs tweaking. We'll make sure you buy your vitamin cases. You schedule the time to take them in your phone. Like, do the basics and I'll worry about the hardcore science. And, you know, it, it's a great fit. Like they don't need to know biochemistry. They just need to know they're going to feel better. Yeah. They just need to know this is slightly off and we're going <laughs> we're gonna to fix it right now. Yeah, exactly. All right. So where do they go from here? Like when they have the root cause and they kind of know what's next, what do they start into? Like what are the first steps for starting to feel changes and feeling better? So first step is always diet, of course. Um, we make sure that... People are eating optimal amounts of proteins and the right ratios of carbs to proteins and getting um, adequate fats in. And I have people log. I use a special app that my clients can log into and I can see. And that enables us to really track because what gets measured gets managed. So once they're tracking and heading towards their goals, they already start to feel a shift. The second thing we do is lifestyle, of course, because if someone is struggling with sleep and they have their phone next to their bed and they wake up to pee in the middle of the night and then they turn on their phone and start checking messages and can't fall back asleep, you know, no amount of supplements can out supplement that lifestyle. So you have to make sure the lifestyle pieces are in place. There's good sleep hygiene. They're on the right type of exercise. You know, a lot of my clients are doing a lot of cardio and their cortisol curves 
or their diurnal rhythms are off or their cortisol is very low. So we really try and pull back um, if that's the case on super intense exercise and move more to walking and swimming and yoga and slow tempo weightlifting. And so that also enables people to increase their energy and um, you know, feel better throughout the day, feel more consistent energy, not feel weepy and craving by 4 p.m. And then, of course, supplements. And these supplement your lifestyle because you can't out-supplement your diet and lifestyle. You have to have those pieces locked down first. So supplements I use are based on the test results. So if someone has a lot of gut inflammation or pathogens or bacteria that don't belong there, we do a clean sweep. We weed first and then reseed, and that can easily take three to six months. And then if someone is struggling with hormone imbalances or postmenopausal, A, we make sure methylation pathways are in check and they're optimized for B vitamins and methylation support. And we make sure that their estrogens are being pushed down the right pathways, or if they have excess estrogen, we really work on you know, a high-fiber diet and pulling the estrogen out. So that's very beneficial. And lastly, if someone needs hormone replacement, I connect them, You know, I recommend the dosages to them and connect them to a functional medicine doctor who will prescribe the right levels and dosages of hormones. And I do work with bioidentical hormones. They're just, they're much better tolerated and have a lot less side effects than traditional HRT. I love that. I It's so cool to hear you say that because as you're talking about overdoing cardio and not eating the correct balance of your macronutrients and strength training, I'm like, it's so funny how we can have different um, professions, but still agree that there's some base things that make life better and, you know, more livable and healthier, you know, like I'm on the same page with you and that. So I love, I love that you said all that. I'm like over here clapping in my head. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes exactly. I'm like high-fiving the air. So um, do you find vulnerability <laughs> partners helpful in these situations? Like how do you get people to stay focused? Mm, yes. So the food log is a really great form of cognitive behavioral therapy. I mean, if you bite it, you write it. So when somebody's writing down their food, that really helps them get dialed in. I fully agree with you because sometimes people will say, well, I'm not under eating and I will, I'll say, okay, let's track for three days. And then they write me back and they're like, oh, <laughs> maybe I am. Maybe I really am no protein and all carbs or whatever it is. So it is true. Oh, Yes. I have some clients that literally eat 900 calories a day. I'm like, I don't even know how you're functioning. I, I don't understand it. It's crazy. Or people think they say, no, I'm, I don't eat that much at all. And like, they forget to write down, you know, the three lattes and the three glasses of wine at night and, you know, the Snickers bar on the car, on the floor of the car that their kid dropped. So like, you know, yeah, we gotta, we have to write those things down or like standing up at the counter, you know, you just grab a handful of potato chips. Like you really do have to write those things down. And I do feel like when they write it down, it makes them aware. So like when I work with people, when they write it down, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I insert whatever answer, you know, there is, I did this or that, or like you were saying, like grab a handful of chips or eat my kids leftovers or do this or that. And I'm like, yeah, those are stuff that adds up. I remember seeing a 
um, interview on the Today Show and they they had the host track all the random things that they ate and didn't pay attention to all week and they put them in a bag, like a like a gallon Ziploc bag. And then at the end of the week, they had dietitians come in and like add up the calories of all these random little bites they took throughout the week. And it added up to like an extra 2,000 calories. What? <laughs> yes, it was crazy. And it was so cool because you looked at each one of their Ziploc bags and you were like, oh my gosh, over the week, that's actually a lot, but you don't realize it when you're not paying attention. It was really cool. Yeah, exactly. That is really freaking cool. And you know, the other thing is I give my clients my cell phone, they have my email. So I do have some clients that text me every day. They text me their food logs, their blood sugar readings, their exercise logs, because if they don't, they really fall off the wagon. So putting themselves, um, you know, on a regular routine and, you know, If they can, people are probably thinking, well, why don't you check in on them? Because that's not me taking action. I will not change your behavior reaching out to you. You need to reach out to me. I I do the same thing when I work for for workouts with people. I explain the same thing. I say, I'm here, but I won't chase you. You, if someone wants to make a change, they have to be in charge. That's right. And motivation never falls from the sky. You, the action steps, deciding you're going to do something and do it all of a sudden creates motivation because nothing erodes confidence faster than just um, not being truthful to yourself. So once you start following through and doing the things you say you're going to do, that builds motivation. That's proof of concept right there. And you're being honest to yourself and accountable to yourself. That's so true. So I love how you've explained this. And I feel like hormones and gut health are such a um, a walk in the dark. <laughs> I feel like they're fuzzy and it's confusing for people. So where can people find you? How can they, you know, if they're worried, my gut health is off, my hormones are off, where can they reach out and find you? So Andrea, for seven of your listeners, I actually um, created openings in my calendar where seven people who are like serious motivators, this is not a pick your brain kind of call. This is, I have a a problem or a challenge with my health, hormones, weight, gut, um, and I really want strategies to fix it. So I spend 30 minutes on the phone with you and you leave the call with three specific strategies customized strategies that will help you reach your goals. So that if to, to schedule yours, you go to estherblum.com forward slash call C A L L. You can follow me on Instagram at gorgeous Esther. And there's also on my website, estherblum.com. I have a free uh, three-part video training series called Crush Your Cravings, and it's how to crush your cravings in three days or less, but it's also about, you know, optimizing your health and your muscle mass. And um, so if you go to estherblum.com, uh, you'll see it in my offerings and the drop-down menus. Perfect. And I will also put those in the show notes for anyone who's listening so they can click on that. That is great about the listeners. Guys, it's time. <laughs> if, yeah. if you think you have a hormone imbalance, like I said, I work with clients and sometimes I can tell there's something else going on with, you know, the hormones and I'm, it's best to reach out to someone rather than to just live in the dark and suffer. Like it, you, it doesn't need to be that way. There is so much science and so much help out there. And I feel like as women, sometimes we just say, oh, it's fine. I'll just limp along. I'll just limp along. But eventually you can't limp along. You're going to be on crutches and you're not even be walking soon. I mean, obviously I'm not talking about real walking, but I'm saying with our health. So if you think you have an imbalance, 
look into it, like get a doctor, reach out to someone, it will make a difference. And I know for me, I've had my own hormones tested multiple times. And one time they told me my vitamin D was low. Mm -hmm. It was an easy fix Mm -hmm. that if I had ignored it, I would have just kept being tired and tired and tired. And they were like, it's your vitamin D. And I didn't even realize it. So there's small things that you can do that can really shift the way you feel and make you feel more powerful. So I love that. It's yes, it's that. And also, you know, stop thinking you can do it yourself because if you could have done it yourself by now, you would have. And you don't even know what you're looking for. <laughs> you're, looking for. you're not a practitioner. You're not qualified to make those decisions for yourself. That's why you test, you do not guess. I always say I'm a dietitian, I'm not a magician. I test, I don't guess. And guess what? I go to functional medicine doctors, I'm the patient too. And I let myself be treated and cared for. And it's the best investment you will make for yourself. It will save you time. And people say, I don't want to spend the money. I don't have money. I have to ask my husband. No, you have to decide what you want and figure out how to get it. Most places offer payment plans. And you stop wasting time. The money you invest up front in the testing will save you years of time wasted searching for the right practitioner and the right answer do the testing and and do the treatment. And six months later, you're going to look back and say, that was the best decision I ever made because I was here and now I'm here. And look at me now. This is All these metrics are better. My sleep, my libido, I've lost weight, my jeans fit again, I'm confident. You know, that that is to me a worthy investment of your time. I fully agree. And your money. I get, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fitness instructor, not instructor, but trainer. And I get my hormones tested at least twice a month, twice a year because I think it's effective and I just want to make sure I'm on top of things. I don't want to get to the point where I'm so far down with adrenal issues or whatever, because sometimes when you take so long, it's harder to bounce back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or if guess what? You've wasted time and money with a practitioner who didn't help you. You just lost, you know, some time and money. So recoup your investment and keep going. Don't give up and be jaded. You just got to keep pushing through. Love it. Love it. Cersei, thank you so much for being here. I I felt like I was listening to you and I'm over here taking notes, like what to pay attention to. So I appreciate you being here so much. I know that my listeners are going to love you. It's so nice to hear from a female who is empowering and is like, listen, let me help you. We're a team. Let's not feel like crap. <laughs> Let's not feel like crap. Stop feeling like shit. <laughs> yes, I agree. So thank you so much. Thanks, Andrea. All right. Now, seriously, wasn't she amazing? Like I enjoyed talking to her after the episode ended, after we finished recording, her and I stayed on the phone <laughs> for a little while chatting about like how there's this piece that's missing and how we can help like the everyday woman feel good in her body. And I love I like love talking to people like that because I'm very passionate about that and like helping women and so is she. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you loved it, please leave a review. I always appreciate that. It helps the podcast grow. You can subscribe to my podcast by clicking, going wherever you listen and clicking at the top to subscribe. And then all the episodes will be automatically downloaded to your phone every Wednesday so we can chat it up. And as always, remember, you are doing better than you think you are. We'll chat next week.